Welcome back to Temporal Storm as we are lost in the astral plane this session named an astral attack. Astral invaders. So as you come back to some of your senses, Force, you realize that you're somewhere very familiar. The camps you grew up in. Uh, as there's a power collar back around your neck and you're in line being processed to be stamped and branded as a mutant. All the desperate, despairing faces around you, sunken eyes, hollow, lifeless looks. They all look around and they mutter to themselves, there's no point, it's all useless. Uh, might as well end it now. I can't be back here again. There's no possible way. A voice from behind you says, Of course you're here. You've never left here. I've been on the battle. Or I've been in battle. I know I'm not here anymore. This is when I was younger. I'm older now. Dreams in places like these have a funny way of making you detach from reality. Sometimes they lead you on crazy journeys just to make you feel like you've done more. I can't have imagined, can't have imagined a female named Jewel. There's no way. Maybe it was just an iteration of yourself you wish you could have been. <laughs> Not possible. As you say this, uh, one of the one of the sentinel units moves in closer to you, grabbing hold of you, dragging you closer and closer to the branding machine as you kick and scream and claw at it, uh, wishing, hoping that you could somehow access your powers. Um, and as it starts to place you into the machine, you hear another voice different from the one from before that says, do not give up hope. Never lose faith in the dream. Can't give up hope. I need, I've always had hope. And I've always had team, so I know this isn't real. I just saw my friend. And as you believe, harder in this, in this reality that you know to be true, uh, a shimmering blue light starts to appear before you. A man approaching you, uh, somehow he has very kind eyes, and you trust in this, this entity that's reaching his hand out to you, and he says, please, believe in me, and take my hand. Maybe it'll get me out of here. This false pretense. Your friend, he's lost as well, and he needs your protection. We must go find him. Hmm. I have no one else to trust except for you. As he takes a hold of your hand, you reach it out slowly, cautiously more of his visual starts to become solid as you recognize that 
this man is, he's a slim built average man with no hair, just a completely bald head, um, but again with very kind eyes and a very gentle smile. He takes a hold of your hand and he says, do not worry my dear, we will get you out of here. And as you take hold of his hand, you uh, start to notice that the the prison that you found yourself in before, this, this camp that you found so uh, familiar, starts to fade away. But as it does, you see Hydro in the distance. And he is in the middle of a battle. And you see yourself. You see Jewel. You see Deathlock. You see uh, Forge. You see many of your allies shift. And he seems to be in the middle of a heated battle with Magnus himself. And as he is, you realize that Magneto is using his, his ability to control metal and several shards of metal flying around the battlefield as you fall and Jewel falls and even Shift is impaled upon one of these pieces of metal and you realize that Hydro is the only one left in his, in his scenario and he falls to his knees crying out, I, I shouldn't have played it being a hero. I shouldn't have tried to be something I wasn't. I've been playing pretend this entire time, and now I've lost everyone because I wasn't good enough. <clears throat> this is not the future or any present tense. Hydro stopped at nothing to be a hero to anybody, to help anyone. So for him to fail, can't the mysterious man tells you, you must tell him this. You must try to reach out to him, go over to him, make some contact. He has to feel your presence to get him to release hold of this, this terrifying uh, <coughs> reality that's being presented to him. Meanwhile, I'm in the dream, trying to heal the allies that have fallen. Rain falling down, but their bodies still lifeless as you continue to try fruitlessly. Hydro, this isn't real. This isn't any type of reality. This is all made up. You are a hero, especially to our team. I'm guessing I would assume that it's coming from the force that I'm seeing. The corpse. Yeah. Okay. That's good. I like that. So I'm going to focus on her because if she's able to talk to me, I should be able to save her. Okay, so you're hearing this faint echo of her voice and you're yelling back at this, what you think is a dead body. Um, and as you pour more of your, your uh, healing energy into it, uh, just over your shoulder creeps this small but eerie looking uh, entity with a large grinning smile that starts to whisper into your ear. You've known all along, there is no purpose. There is no use in trying to save what cannot be saved. Death comes for us all. It doesn't come for her yet. And I'm gonna shh 
shove as much healing force into her as I can. I told you this is not for me to believe that I am here. I'm not dead. Neither is Jewel. And this other member I have not met. I don't know who he is, but I know he's our team. I'm not dead. None of us are dead. Stop trying to stop me from healing her! The voice creeping over your shoulder again says, What tricks do your mind play on you? Making believe still that somehow a hero can save which cannot be saved? Can you defeat death? Are you that kind of hero? As he's saying that, I'm going to grab my sword and just materialize as I lash out at him. Okay, uh, definitely. The, um, you grab a hold of the hilt, and as you're swinging back with the hilt, uh, the, the quarry blade starts to form, the ice blade starts to form with an iridescent blue glow to it. Uh, but as you swing it towards this entity that was behind you, you notice that you've just lashed out into a dark cloud of smoke. As if nothing was there. Is, is the vision still around me? You still see the dead bodies, uh, but you're also starting to see a light blue glow of a figure in the distance, and beside it, a kind of more of a violet glow. I think... As clever as I am, I would probably realize that... Roll for clever. Maybe this is fake. Eight. Okay, well, that's a success. Yeah, you, you're starting to see the fading images of the dead bodies as uh, your, your friend Force starts to come clear to you, as well as the gentleman standing next to her. Um, he's wearing a suit. I look at Force. I thought I lost you. I thought I lost all of you. We were never lost. Well, maybe I was. Well, I've been here so long. I know what to determine which is reality and what is not. I came here looking for you, and you seem to have found me. <laughs> Who's your friend? Yeah, sure. <clears throat> He reaches his hand out to you to shake your hand, and he says, My name is Charles. It is a pleasure to make your acquaintance. I'll shake his hand back, and thank you for helping her break me out of that. The dream must always be fought for. And as I realize, I have had many dreams here in this place, seeing the adventures that you and your friends have gone on. And I want you to know that my dream has not died because of you, because you exist and because you work together as a team, as a family unit, trying to do good for everyone, trying to save your mutant brethren, but having an understanding for the human as well. You've kept my dream alive, even though you never knew of it. Where are you? Maybe we can help you back to your body. Here is where I am. My body no longer exists. My brother, he took care of that. Oh, you're that Charles. 
Charles Xavier, have you heard of me? Yes, uh... Fable. Colossus told me of you. Ah... Uh, there was a young individual a long time ago I looked into recruiting into my school. His name was Piotr Rasputin. He had a strange ability to turn his skin into metal. Is that who you refer to? Yes, he is also now the Juggernaut. My, and what happened to Cain? He said that he killed him. I guess we all get what comes to us. It's a shame. I feel for my brother. A sense of sorrow and loss, even though he did deal me such pain. Had my X-Men been with me, I doubt he would have been able to kill me in such a way, but his helmet <coughs> blocked him from my mental capabilities. How, how are you able to reach out to me? I exist here. I think that this is my form of penance, my purgatory, as it were. I am locked in immortal combat with my oldest enemy. His name is Amal Farouk. You've met him. You've heard his whispers, his voice. The demon that shadows and snakes around this reality. He controls much of the astral realm now, as he is disembodied himself. For when we first met, I killed him. Have, have you noticed our friend that brought us here, or brought me here. Yes, I have noticed him. He has um, some very familiar energy signatures that I would be more than remiss to miss if I saw him. So, almost like a son to me. I thought you could only connect with psychics. As far as I know, I'm not one. My dear, your abilities are linked to you, such as telekinesis, in a psychic format. Your will, your mind, is what shapes your reality around you. You have, as of yet, untapped potential within you. Interesting. But, true matter at play. We do need to get you out of this place. We do need to get you back to the real world because there's much you must affect, much that you must change. Because as I sense, things are not as they should be. As I said before, my X-Men, they were gone. They were missing, taken from this reality, moved. I do not know who performed this action, but I do know that without their presence, without my presence in their lives to keep them from other darker masters, we were unable to shape the world more suited to my dream. And yet you said the dream still lives. It lives in you and you have the ability to make it fully blossom again. But in order to do so, you must shatter this altered reality within which we exist. What can I do? 
First, your friend that you mentioned. Yes. We three must go find him. He will be integral into carrying out the plan I have conceived. So, if you will trust me as I have asked your friend to trust me and take my hand, believe in the fact that I mean you no ill will. Yes. So both of you take his hand and again, you find yourself shifting into what seems to be a different uh, setting, a different reality. And as you look around, you notice that it is a very dark uh, chamber that is filled with uh, test tubes and scientific equipment, mechanical devices beyond your conception, uh, very advanced. And within many of these full-size tubes, glass tubes, you notice that there are forming nuclei, uh, maybe uh, the stages of, of young infant growth. And in some of the later tubes, you notice that full-grown uh, male form uh, with no hair, but just developing within these tubes uh, some sort of genetic experiments going on. And you notice that there is a man in a science, like the, the, schmock, the smock that they wear, the rubberized smock that they wear to keep themselves from any blood splatter or chemical spill. There's a man in the corner with long black hair and a goatee with clean shaven face um, pouring back and forth from test tubes to test tubes using uh, needles to inject into things. Um, hmm. Um, Where have you brought us? This is the lab of a very, very old man. Someone who's been around since the 18th century. He's been at work at understanding and breaking the secrets of the X gene, the mutation factor within humankind. His name, when he was born, was Nathaniel Essex. No, that's Dr. Gray. Oh, I'm afraid you're wrong. He may have imprinted a part of himself on your friend, Dr. Gray. But your friend, Dr. Gray, has very, very different parents from this man. I guess that's what he meant when he said his father made him differently. So you uh, try. You can try and roll for clever, see if you can notice anything else around the lab. Yeah. Uh, six. Give you a combination on that? Four. So for ten. a total of uh, ten, uh, basically, Y'all notice that there's a computer mainframe that's sitting next to the, the scientist. Mm -hmm. And the two images that pull up on that mainframe, one is the man that you're standing with, Charles Xavier, and the other one <coughs> is one of the most powerful mutants that you know in your world as he has become king of the entire nation of Avalon. It seems that 
this man, the scientist, is working on combining the genetics of Magneto and Charles Xavier into one body with signature traces of his own self. Hmm. That? It looks like he's trying to make you a body. Maybe that's what he was trying to do. I think he was trying to make himself his next body. That would be less fortunate. And as you as you hear that, you notice that the, the body of Dr. Gray lays on a cutting table before Essex. Oh, we gotta say Dr. Gray. Dr. Gray. Yeah. Dr. Gray. Uh, Don't go into the light, Dr. Gray. I'm gonna try to distract Essex. I'm going to move away from force before I do it. Okay, for attention, roll for flashy. Okay, maybe I'm not. <laughs> yeah. Negative. You try to move, but it's almost like you're caught up in the thick atmosphere of the reality that you're in. As you notice the, the body of uh, Dr. Gray kicking and squirming on the table, muffled almost. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and activate my sword and take a swing at this Essex guy. Alright, roll for clever. Alright, so as you lash out uh, the mirage of the scientist that stands in front of you, you flash through it and you notice that it just begins to slowly freeze until it is just a block of ice before you in the shape of Dr. Essex. And Dr. Gray is still laying on the table trying to move and trying to speak but still muffled and still restrained. While this guy's frozen, you can go ahead and start trying to break the restraints. Right. Um, basically, as you start trying to touch the restraints, uh, an eruption of energy lashes out, breaking through the restraints as Dr. Gray levitates himself from the table, reaching out towards the ice sculpture of Nathaniel Essex that you've made and digging his fingers into its throat, ripping his head from his body and holding it in front of him and saying, look at what you've created. Look at the monster you have made. You thought you can control what you have created, but again, just like Zeus and Cronus, the son outdoes the father. Dr. Gray, snap out of it. His eyes quickly dart directly to you. Yeah. And he says, do you think me numb? Do you think I do not know you are here? The, this illusion is only keeping us here. We need to get out. As you say that, the, uh, the illusion of the lab starts to fade away from around you. However, more grisly uh, illusions start to come to you as 
almost demonic creatures, things you've seen in Limbo, things you've seen in Asgard, things that you confronted while you were in Latveria, and even the uh, Shadow Ops team employed by Spear start to appear before you, all of your greatest enemies creeping in, encircling you. This is just a vision. We have to get, we have to leave. I'm all for any ideas. Uh, this vision looks awful real. Dr. Gray yells to you, remember that what happens to you in a dream affects your reality. Do not take these visions lightly. Alright. I'm going to go ahead and activate my soul sword to unlock the potential of the party. Including Dr. Gray and Charles. Okay. Uh, gives everybody a plus two to attack and defense. Okay, give me a roll for clever. Seven. Alright, you're boosted up on two strength, two defense. Um, as you do this, you notice that uh, Charles, he starts to transform until he's gained what almost looks like Conquistador armor, uh, as that's what he imagines it for himself. And as that happens to Dr. Gray, you notice that uh, more malevolent armor starts to form around him, as well as a helmet that reminds you of Lord Magnus. Okay. Interesting. Yes. It's time to attack. Uh, put up the force, or, or I try to force push everything around us. So do a 360 push? Yeah. Give me a roll on forceful. So as you do that, many of the images that you see start to dissipate and push back from you. Uh, however, you also notice that the one called Hound has leapt up and over you. And even though the fourth warrior has pushed him up, what you would call gravity in this place is pulling him back down again as his claws are unsheathed and he is coming directly at you. Invisibility or the shield armor. Alright, roll for uh, lever. Uh, and it? don't forget you're getting plus two. So uh, as he comes down, you brunt away most of the attack, but you're still going to take a three damage. I have fought the Hound before. Um, both of you actually did yeah. the first fight together. 
I'm going to lash out a pound from while he's facing her. Trying to slice him down the back. All right. Give me a forceful. So as you slash down on his back, you notice that uh, you flay his back. You can see his ribs, uh, his spinal column, but the skin is quickly stitching itself back together and he turns and growls directly at you. Battle axe formed in this reality, you can almost see everything that you imagine. So in front of you, out of this violet energy that you consist of, forms this gigantic double-sided battle axe that almost seems too large for you to handle, but you carry it easily. Going, uh, try and attack the helm. Alright. You need a forceful attack. So she comes down swiftly and gracefully with this gigantic double-sided battle axe and just lunges it straight into him. It's buried deep in the muscle musculature of his shoulder and his back. Mm -hmm. As he still howls out in pain, he's still lashing out at you with his claws, uh, even with the axe buried in his back. Okay, so as he lashes out, I'm going to attempt backlash wave mm -hmm. basically send his claws back at him it can be a uh, roll for quick okay. oh god uh yeah so four so oh, six alright so as, as he lashes out he buries his claws deep into your side, mm -hmm. giving you a four damage. Um, but as that happens, you notice that the armored hand of Dr. Gray reaches out and grabs hold of his arm. And then growing in size and stature, he pulls his claws from your side and lifts up what is now this small hound in front of him and says, bad dog flicking him with one of his fingers, sending this, this entity flying off into the darkness. Hmm. As most of these visions begin to fade from you, you see in the distance this man sitting at a table. He's a large man, very large frame, probably about six foot four, 350 pounds, not muscle, uh, wearing a, um, you know, like a boo from Aladdin, one of those little small top hats. Yeah. He's got it on his head in these small circular shades covering his eyes, blocking out any view of his irises. And he leans forward with a large cracked grin across his face. Hmm. You said we don't want to fight with him? It looks like that may not be avoidable. 
Meanwhile, within the med lab where you are physically, um, our other teammates are returning right now. Um, as Jewel runs into the room, she notices Force and yourself are in a strange trance-like state as well as the doctor. And uh, <coughs> concern... Uh, with concern, Jewel goes up to uh, first force, because sure, all the monitors are kind of flickering, and she doesn't really know why they're flickering the way they are, but just doesn't look normal. So she's checking to make sure everyone's breathing and alive, checking your pulse, starting first with force, checking the jugular, and then moving on to <coughs> hydro, and then the doctor. Um, but strangely, as she checks your pulse, uh, it seems like a small piece of her uniform slipped onto your neck. This little bit of black sludge with a strange violet shimmer to it is now moving down your neck. Like a creeping like, like a, a slug. slug. Like a slug. Mm. Can I in, no, not really. Like in your world, I guess in the astral realm right now, you feel someone's presence, and uh, it almost seems like there's a whisper to you, um, but you're not quite sure what it is yet. We look at the Shadow King, and then there's a presence and a whisper. Right. Uh, it kind of seems like something just within you is saying, just take my hand. <laughs> you can trust me. It wouldn't benefit me to lie to you. Come on, Boris, come on. Sure, why not? Ah, nice. So you and me, we can be we. We can be us. Okay. <laughs> you agree? Yes. That's good. I like it when we agree. When in your vision, as you see before you, you notice that it starts to begin to replicate and move across her body until she is encased in this uh, almost like skin-tight latex suit of uh, black and violet designs as they're almost like uh, vein structures moving throughout the, the suit um, and in that moment you hear to yourself ooh we have another one yes hurry we can talk with my child take her hand attach me with her and we can communicate with her nervous system I do so so basically tendrils start to form off your suit, tendrils begin to form off her suit, they start to attach to each other, and in your reality, whom you start to see appear before you is Jewel. Excuse <laughs> me. Uh, oh, hello. It's been a while. Well, hey, 
Is that actually you? I believe so. Little spark. Well, yeah. I haven't missed you. Oh, come on, that darling. If that's you, you showed up just in time. <laughs> wow, what's the matter? Your lightning is good against the darkness, and she tells me that's the shadow king. So can I make it a little bright? Mm. Light can it I up. Make it bright, sunshiny day. <laughs> See what you can throw against them, but I can't even fight them by myself. Jewel, light them up. By the way, you probably don't have your good stuff with you. <laughs> you have yourself, your will, and your basic needs ability. Yeah. And the voice in your head. Of course, that is. <laughs> These are <laughs> the voices in. Well, then. <clears throat> uh, I'll strike out with the electro. Paranoid androids, go for it. <laughs> so it's just my very basic mutant. Um, right. Yep. No. Symbiote, no? Symbiote gives you amplification. Okay. Okay, so you can have that for your bonuses, but you okay. don't have any bonuses from yep, any other mystic items. That is fine, then. So we got 15. 15? 15. Attacking directly at uh, Amal Farouk. And uh, as you lash out, I assume with just your electric. Yeah, my standard electric. Alright, so as it lashes out, um, it starts to crackle in front of him. He's still sitting at what appears to be one of those small circular tables that you'd see in some kind of like hootie-tootie French coffee shop or some crap like that. <laughs> and he reaches out and grabs a hold of the whip and grabs onto it with both hands and sends a reverse charge through it to you that leaves you stunned. Stunned, I tell you. <laughs> I told you, Jewel, this guy is not Meanwhile, in the med lab, Deathlock notices that the girl with the indigo hair that was also in a coma, her eyes just opened and have a red glow to them. Very unsimilar to Shift's red glow, more of a crimson red glow, as a mark appears across her face, almost like a scar. Luckily, I healed her before this fight. You tried. Her body is in great shape right now. Yeah. Been resting, getting plenty of nutrients. Right, he nutrients. healed her. It's almost like she wasn't in muscle atrophy at all. You're welcome. It's like she's in full condition. To go up against you. Welcome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Don't worry, she's not an assassin. In this reality, hopefully. Is that who you see standing before you? Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's only one person that's been able to pull off that look in my life. Olivia Mike. There you go. 
She's standing up now, or she's still in the bed. She's standing up, or she just she's starting to sit up in the bed, eyes open. Meanwhile, as y'all are in your realm doing battle with the Mall Farouk, Doctor Gray has become more of your size, kind of back on stature and everything. He says, you need to combine your forces if you're going to try and do battle with someone who is on a constant basis subduing and enslaving the minds of the many. With that idea? Can I try to... Basically, just make it rain instead of adding the healing to it. You just want rain. Kind of. I'm wanting basically like <coughs> gale force rain. So like Hurricane Ellis. To basically carry electricity to it. Okay. Uh, are you going to communicate that with anybody else to try and get that teamwork going? Yeah. And see if we can't. Honestly, it'd be great if we could channel it as like a fire hose. So like if somebody were to make a funnel, somebody were to supercharge some kind of water that is then being forced through that funnel? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Think we can pull that off? Oh, I think we can pull that off, yeah. I hope so. Would that be clever? Um, I'm going to let everybody roll for their highest aspect. Gotcha. And flash it. Or their highest approach, I'm sorry. Can I expand the unlock potential to her too? And we're going to go ahead and say that it's applied to the field, so as soon as she came into this reality, it's applied. Okay. So both of them, uh, give her both your bonuses on Symbiosis. Um, as a Symbiote, you get a plus two to attack, plus four to defense, um, and you must not feed. And when we get to that, you'll... Help her understand that card, I guess. Yeah. So, uh, uh, No. I probably wouldn't get the plus four for the plus sword, four would I? For the sword, yes. Okay. The sword's a part of you. Cool. And this to fire and summer. 17. 17. Hold on a second. And then it must be. Alright, what's your roll high? 14. And once she has hers. Mm -hmm. She's roll. With a combined total of 47, <coughs> this uh, electrified funnel of the 
electrified, electrified water blasts, I mean, straight into him. And, I mean, you can tell he's completely shocked by it. Uh, as he tries to maneuver out of the way, Xavier appears on one side, grabbing one of his arms, and Dr. Gray appears on the other side, grabbing one of his arms, and they push him forward into this blast of hydroelectrified force energy. And um, I imagine in my mind, Jewel starts to do some sort of strange superpose, dabbing and going, Storm Squadron, go! No. As Force slaps her no, no, head no, no, no. and says, <laughs> Why are you here? And Hydro goes, I don't know, I kind of like it. <laughs> no, no, no. She, she says, Storm Squadron's back together now. And uh, so basically this this blast, I mean, just plows straight into the Shadow King and, I mean, devours the energy that he is and <coughs> he dissipates from this reality. Obviously and now we have to turn around to face away <coughs> and swipe our soul sword. Right, yeah, like an explosion oh, in the background or whatever. Um Straight up Saban style. <laughs> Saban style, completely. Fireworks going off all around you. A big old lightning bolt appears in Thanks, front of you. Thanks, Power Rangers! <laughs> Turns out it's just Dr. Jumps Gray and Charles air. going... Go, go, Power Rangers! <laughs> Make sure the boobs are out in the parking. PG-15. So, now the astral plane begins to uh, brighten. Mm-hmm turning into more lights and, and uh, fluid flows of color um, as Xavier appears before you again and says, you've done excellent work. In any other world, I would have been proud to call you X-Men. Now, I'm afraid you must go back and you must find my wayward students. As Dr. Gray approaches as well and says, I've actually been doing some work on figuring that out, and I do believe I have something in common with their captor. As Xavier looks at him and nods and says, yes, my old friend has more secrets hidden within Avalon than anyone might expect. Thank you for the lead, and uh, thank you for the help here. <laughs> now, Meanwhile, back in the med bay, back, <laughs> back in the med bay, uh, the indigo-haired ninja lashes out at you. So what my role just a minute ago, and then I faded it because... I got the exact same role. Second time was I launched bugs at her to try and keep her on the bed, not to attack her, but just to kind of hold her down. Out. And I got three. All right. So um, how many bugs did you send? Three. Okay. So as you send these three sentries uh, uh, to to work at holding her down, um, around her forehead you see a blossom uh, of pink energy, almost in the shape of butterfly wings. And she lashes out with this um, energy sword that forms from her fists and uh, stuns those three bugs, leaving them lifeless on, well, unconscious on the ground. 
Okay, you're gonna uh, uh, as you're as you're beginning to maneuver out of the way, she is able to make contact with your human arm, mm -hmm. uh, dealing you four damage. All that went away from the last combat. Whilst in the psychic realm, in the astral realm, uh, Xavier uh, basically reaches out and touches you on the shoulders and the two of you hear a voice inside your heads that say, oh boy, we get to go back and have fun now. As Jill smiles. Okay. And looks over at force. As this happens, uh, she, as he reaches onto your shoulders, he tells you good luck and remember, Keep the dream and maintain hope. When in the med bay, all of your bodies begin to uh, regain life and consciousness. And you see that there is this badass, uh, very sexy, uh, psychic ninja attacking your cyborg friend. Are her eyes still red? They are. Wow. Neat. Shifts oh. yelling in the corner. Hey man, does it look that crazy when I do that? Oh man, what are we gonna do? Oh, force you back, baby, you back! Shit. <laughs> That's our one. You know. I can't get it through You know, different from an Um. What? Do you have a new awesome suit that's uh, appeared about you? This isn't what I remember wearing. Who changed me? I, uh... Who changed her, Jewel? Shift's like, it wasn't me! <laughs> exactly. Hey, yo, man, I didn't do it! I, I mean, I thought about it, but I didn't do it! <laughs> no, no. Well, he was laying there. Um, and back to 15. The, uh, I'm assuming Mjolnir is back since we're in the physical world. You are in the physical world. You have your hammer. I'm gonna... Das Hammer. I'm gonna basically... Boom, try and see if I can knock her back. Me with a forceful roll. Okay. Is my armor on? You had your... Because I had it active in the astral realm. I'm going to say it activated about you because your mind is focused on it. Okay. Uh, try to force push wherever that is. Mm -hmm. Don't forget I'm here to help us. 
just attack. Yeah. It's just a two with attack for force for defense. Uh, it's an eight. Okay. And where are you at? Fourteen. What? Fourteen. Okay, so uh, as you throw me on there, it barrels ahead. She does like a twisty, flippy ninja maneuver over it uh -huh. as it slams into the wall, breaking a gigantic hole in the wall. And on the other side, uh, you see King T'Challa, and he goes, What are you doing? And uh, she begins to do a force push at, at Psylocke in the air. Uh, what did you get? Uh, eight, yeah, eight. Okay, so, and as she does this force push, it, it hits her in the air, but she rebounds off of that, doing a flip back again. And as she lands, a voice comes from her, fa her, her mouth that doesn't quite sound like um, a beautiful Asian woman, more of like a crackling man who says, you may have taken me out of my comfort zone, but that doesn't mean that all the tendrils and seeds that I have planted don't still bear fruit. He followed us here. He was already here. Well, let's make, him, let's make her go sleepy again, shall we? Um, as uh, Jewel uses her super speed to try to knock her out and tie her up. All right. You get. You still have the flash step. Uh, yeah. I'm doing the flash step. Yeah. You still have the plus two. Say what? You still have the plus two. From he boosted your potential. Unlock potential. Oh, okay. Awesome. I like starting out with ten before I add all this other stuff into it. So ten, twelve, seventeen. 20, 24, 26. Okay, so uh, you begin to do your flash step moving back and forth very fast. Um, and as you reach out, one of the tendrils on your suit reaches out and grabs a hold of her ankle so that she can't maneuver away from you. And as you uh, punch back and forth, you can tell that um, the human form starts to give way, but then there's a sudden surge of power from the essence inside of her, and it lashes back at you. Uh, so as one of your punches comes in to catch her in the face with almost superhuman speed of her own, she catches your fist and begins to put excess stress upon your knuckles, forcing you to... Uh, Retreat from that attack. Okay. I try to form an, like a, another battle axe or a hammer or something um, to swing at Psylocke, but instead of being invisible, it's physical and it's coming from my hand. Okay. Like, what? Kind of like a Whatever. Like the tendrils that he creates. Yeah. Yes. But it's a hammer. Don't forget you get the plus. I'm being helpful. <laughs> you get a plus two. You get a plus two. <laughs> 
Alright, um, so basically as you begin to try and use your mutation, um, the energy that normally you feel flowing through you, uh, the suit that's upon you starts to respond to that. And uh, a real warhammer begins to form in your hands and solidify with a glow of your own energy about it. And you run forward and lash out at her with this, uh, this warhammer as she maneuvers back and forth and responds by um, parrying with her own psychic katana. Uh, so the two of them are locked in a clash right now. Seems like a good time to... do the honorable thing and hit her in the back. There's a strange voice that seems to be echoing in your head and it sounds very familiar to you, almost like a ball and chain. And it says, don't forget the gifts that I've given you, my betrothed. You succeed with landing attack with this. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm afraid. That's what I was referring Not the kiss she gave you. Is there a chance that the sidearm I have, not my rifle, but the gun that I have on my hip, does anything like stun instead of actual bullets? That was actually a part of your upgrade is a badass Rick Grime style 357, but instead of armor piercing rounds, it puts out uh, stun stun bursts. Because like that like was, in Star Wars, they that was circle. Uh, it's more like uh, an agency <laughs> shield where they shoot out those uh, those blue rounds, oh, yeah. but as soon as oh, they hit, they got the, the ice rounds. The ice, ice rounds, yeah. That's, so that's what you I shot at her. But a Rick Grimes version. <laughs> I shot at her and I got 14. 14? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Uh, well, um, and she is locked still in combat. She's locked in combat with her, and as you you land um, two of these rounds into the back of her shoulder, uh, everybody can tell that like one of her eyes kind of starts to go like lazy like she's starting to fall asleep a little bit but the energy that's within her is like cracking her out like PCP uh, it's just like pushing her past that break okay. as those rounds hit uh, I'm going to go ahead and swing away All right. my soul sword give me a full clever since you're going off the information that was relayed to you from Limbo I'm trying to do Pretty much whatever I saw her do with the curse mark to try and cleanse. Gotcha. Um, yeah. So, 
13. As he's swinging it downward, I'm going to use my super speed to give his hand a little extra oomph and speed with it. You're giving him oomph and speed with what? Uh, I'm going to grab his hand as he's swinging it, his sword, the soul sword. I'm going to grab his hand and force it faster. Give me a, a quick roll for assist. So currently 15. Alright, so at 20, basically as you you pull out the hilt of your sword and the ice blade with the iridescent blue energy begins to form around it um, and you start to maneuver in behind Psylocke and sweep down with your soul sword as you notice these um, purple and black tendrils begin to wrap around your wrist and pull you down even further and faster than you expected to go. Uh, almost lunging you into a trip, but the sword still makes contact, sweeping through her body. Mm -hmm. uh, as you see, like a, you know, like the frost that forms on a on a on a plastic bag you leave in the freezer or something. Yeah. Like little little frost crystals start to form across her back in the sweeping motion that you had made. As her eyes begin to clear of the red energy, she says, "I'm free." And then she grabs the shoulder that was shot with the ice rounds and goes, and then falls over asleep. She woke up just to be put right. <laughs> She was definitely trained. Um, That's a fine roofie colada you got there. <laughs> okay, cool. We freed her. And I found out the record. Dr. Gray stands up behind all of you and says, that's excellent work. Y'all are actually starting to form more and more as a team, even since the time that I've met you. And behind the hole in the wall, T'Challa still stands there and goes, oh, really? What are you doing? Do you have any idea how much this costs? We woke her up. She doesn't look awake to me. You didn't hear her? She said I'm free and then she went back to sleep. I'm in the middle of a war with a crazy mutant mastermind and, and, and you're blowing apart what I got. Now I gotta send somebody to patch up this other. This air conditioning isn't free in Africa. Don't worry, I got you. <laughs> As the ice barrier forms around the hole, he's still standing there going, I can still see you, man. says, my god, everybody's okay. I, I, I ran when I heard all the commotion. Psylocke is now laying in a different bed. <laughs> She's just like slumped up on the floor against the wall. <laughs> Deathlock's looking at her like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> really work. Gun. He's looking at the gun. He's like, yeah. that's, some, that's some cool stuff right there. Uh, wow. Are we? <laughs> Forge responds. He's, he's like, um, well, we're welcome to Africa. We're in Wakanda, 
and we're in the middle of a war with the Avalonian people, the the Brotherhood, actually. As it turns out, since you've been out of consciousness, um, we've discovered more information about Lord Magnus, and maybe the information we'd always received wasn't as honest as we thought it was. <laughs> even Jewel? even Jewel doesn't like him anymore. <laughs> Does it look like I wear Avalonian robes anymore? I don't know. I've been out. No, I. I well, you said you, that. you look at her and she's. She has her original V from Avalon, but it's it's you know patchy and looks really dirty and grimy, and she's got some tattered other shreds of other clothing on her. And then she's got her solid, nice black suit underneath with little violet pulses through it. Seems like we are wearing the same outfit. Let me give you a little yes, bit dark boob. purple, a little bit more light purple. My boobs are bigger, I'm sorry. This boy says, it ain't about the boobs, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I was trying to keep it at PG-16, man. <laughs> um, we've moved right into the realm of not recommended for any... any on the bright time. side, it's been confirmed for me that Boo is watching. Your Boo is watching. She's keeping a, a watchful eye on you. She's very interested in uh, her investments. What else have I missed? Oh, I'm not, I'm not saying that out loud. No, I'm just saying. I'm saying that out loud. She's, She's saying that out loud. She's like, what else have I missed? Uh, She's seeing you walking um, around with an ice sword, cutting through people, making them... has <laughs> gone. And a giant, well, tiny, very heavy hammer. Hmm. Uh, this is And therefore he explained everything, everything to... Dr. Gray sits in the corner and he says... Again. Very eloquent. Very eloquent. Why don't you just go over and lay your hand on her head and see if she can read it? <laughs> I you heard you were psychic. <laughs> Not that psychic. Not that type of psychic. Getting all his dirty Did thoughts. Did you just read too. my mind? <laughs> yep. Now that I hear a voice in my head now, that's just great from the astral plane. Wait, you're hearing. This is... It's Farouk! <laughs> no, no, no. It's not that kind of voice. Dr. Gray says, uh... Says everybody needs to steal themselves and gather them, their energies. From what I remember of what Xavier told us, we need to launch a stealth... He stares directly at Julius. He says that word with emphasis. Attack against Avalon. We need to figure out exactly what my other father is holding there. It's kind of weird, isn't it? 
We've got. I think we have. We've got transgender. Somebody. We've got my two dads. We are definitely a very open-minded group. Okay, I'd like <laughs> to put that out there. However, we are still fiscally conservative and like to save money. So, also throwing that out there. <laughs> so remember to like, share, and subscribe. Everyone can like, share, and subscribe because we agree and disagree with everyone we're supposed to at the right moment. <laughs> Skadoosh. Skadoosh. <laughs> so, um... Double G. <laughs> anyway, uh... Back on topic. You, back on topic. Uh, Dr. Gray says uh, we need to get to... To uh, Avalon, we need to figure out what my other father is, is maintaining a secret from everyone. We need to figure out what it is we need to do to set things right. And we should probably keep our eyes open for the seeds of Farouk as we go. Yes, we have um, we've saved one telepath, freed another psychic potential, and removed any possibility that I may become infected with the Shadow King's influence. Thank you all for that, because that would have sucked. <laughs> I highly professional right up to that part. Because that I'm sure she totally sucked. That that. I remember seeing you in the astral plane. <laughs> yes, it would have. taking Magneto's mind into himself, you know, a person who's made up of the genetic materials. Yeah. So. What? Was that a teaser for the, or for the title of the next? Easter eggs! <laughs> you heard it here first. Like, share, and subscribe. <laughs> Even your mother would like this show. Send her a link. <laughs> Except for him. We'll bleep him out in post-credits. Fix it in the post. Fix it in the post. Scott, please fix that. <laughs> He's even listening to the whole thing. Uh, Alright, so... Um, we shall see. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't, so we'll see. <laughs> That's going to be the real challenge. <laughs> challenge accepted, Scott. Could be like, hey, Scott, listen to a minute before, right about now. <laughs> listen to everything Matt says at all times. <laughs> Timestamp. Everyone else is well behaved Space and gets a star screw. A plus plus, except for Matt. He gets a C minus. <coughs> Sometimes a D and an F. He keeps on trying to get as many D's as he can. Doubles. <laughs> the double D's. Sorry. No, it's like the Disney D. <laughs> <laughs> and and there you go. All right. So Forge uh, Forge agrees with Doctor Gray, and uh, they take you down to the armory where the panther begrudgingly 
gives you another financial risk of letting you take one of his hovercraft. I closed the hole. I do not. I, you, me, we no longer talk. Um, Hi. No longer. It's ice. It'll last until it melts. Now there's going to be a big puddle of water in there. Thank you. Water damage. Have you ever heard of black mold? Okay. Just because. No, I just because. <laughs> no, I was, I was kind of raised in the resistance in a very disgruntled America. I don't know. No, I lived in. Ah, how is, yes. how is Lord Esselmoyer? I haven't heard from him since we, the battle. Um, Queen, Queen Aurora, uh, how do you feel about life? I feel good, I am a queen. I, I am here doing my thing. I was referring to the battle. The battle? Yes. Of... You must be more clear with your words. You speak in riddles, you silly American girl. Hi. Nice to meet you, Your Highness. Oh, hey, you awake now. It's nice. She's been a preloading moods this whole time. Does she not agree? I'm your goddess of life. Just laying there eating up food, taking our sheets. Does she not agree? I'm your goddess of life. I don't remember. Hold on, I don't know. Hey, Winterrider, do you think she's the goddess of lightning? Oh, hell no. I'm the goddess of lightning. I'm the goddess of all storms. But she is very, very full of herself. I give her that. She's the goddess of being full of herself. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they're the gods of, like, breaking walls and stuff. Totally disrespecting people's property. And you quickly la launch yourselves onto the hovercraft to try and drive away from the bickering couple <laughs> that no longer wants you in their kingdom. They're like, help! Help! All they are is hurt! In a polite way. I like that one, the metal one. He's nice. He's shiny. He's metal. He's kind of got like some weird uh, honor. I haven't done anything to you. But I'm really glad he's taking his bugs with him because we do everything here to put down pesticide, and then he brings in like a six foot tall cockroach. <laughs> See you later, King. There's a new telepath. She's probably great at couples counseling. See. Oi. That's <laughs> So, uh, y'all, basically, you're riding across the, the plains of uh, Africa. I could probably say, like, the Sahara or something. You're just making up locations in Africa. <coughs> Roll through the Congo, then you go through the Republic of the Congo, and then I'm sure the Sahara was there somewhere, and then you're starting to approach Avalon as night falls, and the, the uh, I dust... Way in. All right, so uh, basically, well, I have to be very stealthy once I'm in there, but I know a boy in Gibson past a lot of things. She has the knowledge. I think another of your members has the stealth. Mm. So you might want. If someone to could keep me invisible. You have a camouflage. You have a stealth robot. You have somebody who's been there before, <laughs> and you have a guy with an indestructible shirt. I can try and lend I make sure to flex just to show how good the vibranium stretches. Well, as you approach, um, <laughs> go ahead and uh, stretch around my ice armor. Right. Roll for a sneaky.
And if you're going for invisible, you're 12, but the symbiote is going to find this to be a defensive action. So add in your defensive bonus. But now that Alright, so at 16, you succeed with style. The entire group is now camouflaged from any prying eyes as Jewel escorts you to a storm vent on the side of the complex citadel. Storm which you start to climb through um, and uh, Deathlock, if you could roll for me a clever. Storm vent seems like an excellent place for Team Storm to go. Seven. Alright, at seven you activate the uh, reticle in your eye and start scanning the entire facility and you notice that there seems to be a power surge leading directly three floors below you towards the basement levels. Uh, you transfer this information to your yep. witty allies. Power surge down there. Yeah. <laughs> I should go down there. Let's see what Jewel does. I don't know. Maybe she wants to go up. Hold on. She's concentrating. She's trying to remember where she is. It's been a while since I've used this entrance, okay? Give me a moment. <laughs> I usually come in through the front. Do you think it can take you three stories down to the power surge? Yes, I believe it could. Oh, amazing. So, <laughs> this, this crazy, shocking turn of events, uh, y'all follow down the corridor until you get to, uh, as you're in this ventilation system, because everybody has really sturdy ventilation sure. systems that don't mm -hmm. make a whole lot of noise when you're breathing around them. Uh, like, <laughs> you know, uh, we're, we're opting for the movie style ventilation systems. So as you get down there, uh, you look through one of the panel vents and you see that there are five cryostasis chambers within this room that seem to be absorbing and putting out a lot of power. Lots of power. Yes, I, I see it. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how much of it I can eat. Well, I guess it's most of it. But what do I have? <laughs> I will just cut it for now. Are there anything in the stasises, or are they just empty for power? They are sealed, and you cannot. They don't have like glass okay. that you can see through, but they are sealed, and they seem to be uh, putting a lot of power into them. We're still in the air vent, though. You are in the vent. Yeah. You don't know exactly. You have view of the cryopods, but you don't have view of the entire room. There may be. Hey, does that eye of yours come out any time you can put a string on it and drop it down? No. No. Okay. Yeah, if only somebody had some sort of eye accoutrement that could help them see things. Possibly beyond sight. I mean, I have something. I was just hoping not to use it right now. You just wanted um. him to take his eye out. <laughs> I mean, that guy's eye. <laughs> How much for the arm? They get it. They get it. Well, we all got it, Rocket. 
<laughs> you weren't flying over anybody's head. Oh. <laughs> All right, yeah. Our reflexes were too quick. We surely caught it. <laughs> I am moving so slow uh, as to be. So I, I, I will go ahead and I'll use my sight behind sight. All right, give me a roll for uh, clever. Clever. Yeah. The dice have With a defensive bonus of the symbiosis. Oh, uh, Don't remember that me here. We are us now. We must know what exists around us so that we can properly defend ourselves. Yes, we are us. Maybe As you, you hear could put an eye on a Another voice behind you. We are us too, Force. We are us too. Put an eye on a tentacle and stick it through the air vent. Don't you want to eat something soon? I want to eat something soon. I don't even know what you are. I'm your friend. Yeah, we. I am you. You are me. He's from a Dr. Seuss book called Symbiotes and You. <laughs> Alright, so. <laughs> as you, uh, you peer through the eye patch of Odin... Um, you notice that there is a fluctuating magnetic pattern in the corner of the room, and, um, you also notice that there is a large, yet hunched over, um, covered in fur and just draped in shadows. Um, beastly thing crouched next to this fluctuating energy. Mr. Cyborg, you're going to need to hide yourself. Come on, look back. This is down there. Send all the buggies. He, he wants you to sacrifice all of your bugs. I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I think you should bugs, start telling him how to use his weapons and glider. <laughs> Maybe he should send his glider in. I can send the glider in. It's made of metal. I'll just turn it right around and shoot it back at us. You knew what they looked like as once they were. Okay. That would be what was shown to you. Yeah. Uh, you see them all in navy blue and gold yellow. Uh, he was probably not, really, not young, sixteen. He was probably not covered in fur at the time. I don't think he was. 
interest. Someone may have been. Who knows? Conundrums! Conundrum! What I told him, I'll be right back. Alright, um, so what do you got for me? Um, would Jewel know of any dungeons for some of those who are a little bit more on the reluctant side to join the Brotherhood or have caused trouble in Avalon to where they would be set aside from the rest for a time? So you want to climb back up the shaft to another shaft to a dungeon to try and form a rebellion force within the complex to then go back and spy on them some more? To hopefully draw away Magnus, yes. Alright, I'll, I'll go for it. Let's say that there is a dungeon where the less receptive of the mutant agenda are kept. And you are crawling on the way there and you've let yourself out of a another ventilation shaft with noiselessness and uh, drop to the floor below into some holding cells. Alright, Mr. Hero. You wanted people to follow us and to free. Do your job. I am the champion of the people. That you are! I am going to give a rousing speech. Yes. Something, something freedom, something never take our freedom, something. Rebellion's Magnus, something. You hear uh, a voice in the corner uh, coming from a shrouded maze wearing some, some robes and whatnot, has a hood covering his face, and he says, My God, you're so eloquent. <laughs> Only when I try hard. And he yells out to the other people as you see him stand up, and he has uh, 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 indigo fur-covered skin and a long tail that drapes from his, his cloak and he yells to everyone he says Thus friends we must follow them let us free ourselves something something and rise up something and something Thus put <laughs> yeah. and, I don't and so they all start to rally and, and chant and uh he, he then, uh, in a burst of brimstone and smoke, uh, launches himself free of the cages, as he's seen who has, who's used the uh, controls before, and he opens the controls, oh. and you now have yourself a nice little army of mutants that are causing chaos in the dungeons. Did we actually hear the word bam? Oh, and boy is he. <laughs> A real bad but <laughs> Yeah. He don't even care if there's snakes on his planet. <laughs> he will teleport them straight to hell and leave them while he comes back. <laughs> I hear his name is Sammy J. Wagner. Uh, <laughs> got a new person I'm going to make that. Okay, so you've, you've successfully initiated chaos. What does that leave you with this uh, lab situation? 
Lord Magnus's attention. Let us go back and see if he has left. Um, I, you told me I needed to hide from Lord Magnus. Yes, you do. That's true. That's why we're trying to draw his attention away from where we need you. Okay. So is he still back viewing on the lab? No, he was with us. He was with you. So you all went together. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. you all are climbing back up into the ventilation shaft, going back to the lab again. I am going to stay with these guys. At least I'm going up into the ventilation shaft because I don't okay. want to be you seen. You are going back in up into the ventilation shaft. Yeah, You're leading a new rebellion. Can. I I can't start another rebellion just to watch them be killed. Okay, so you. You're with your rebellion. Uh, you're going back up into the ventilation shaft. 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 Something in my head said I need feet, so I'm following whatever that is. So I think you're going to stay with the chaos and the battle, and uh, you're going into the shaft. What you Well, I'm just talking about shaft. <laughs> All right, so y'all go back into the shaft. You creep back towards the lab and notice that there is only one figure left in the room, that being the bulky, furry, bestial figure. When I die, if you got any stealth capabilities to drop in? Yeah, my stuff is right. See if you can track him. If not... I can try, but my stealth is pretty low. Can you track him from the shaft? Watch out, Sam. Talking about shaft. Come on. Just, just, just shoot a little white thing at him. He'll be fine. Just the shaft. What are the um, bonuses on that gun, the train gun? It's a uh, sorry. Oh. It's just really cool looking like So quick or clever or <laughs> sneaky? <laughs> sneaky is very low. The other two are the same. Give me a clever. Uh, four. And uh, well, being being a cyborg mercenary, I think that you have some real skill in firing this thing off. Okay, so basically you silently push forward on the grate until it, you kind of leave it connected at one corner so it falls forward but stays on the shaft and you aim at the figure taking, uh, taking a quick shot at the back of his cranium, landing the ice ground into the back of his skull, sending him face forward into the ground into a slumber. my part, she cracks her knuckles, she's going to uh, send an electrical pulse into the computer system, hoping to fry it and shut off and open the things. Alright. 
no help. Literally. Okay, so you successfully send an electrical pulse through the systems. Computers start frying. Um, doesn't seem like any more power is surging into the cryopods. <coughs> but they're not opening. Uh, well, not yet. It's time to brute force these things open. They're no longer being supported by life support. Yeah. Which means the door should be easier to open now. They yeah. They're not being held closed mechanically. Have fun with that. Pretty sure that's <laughs> how it works. That's how that works. Alright. <laughs> we choose our reality. At the, at, at the seal, I changed the polarity. Wait, have you jumped out of the vent yet? Yeah, I, I jumped out of the vent. When I, well, nobody ever told me you did. You just kind of shot electricity that. around. Okay, so well, you I jumped said, out I said I jumped out and then I was going to fry the computers. Oh. All right. Okay, so you're standing in the middle of the room. Uh, you're skulking in the shadows of the vent, I'm assuming, yeah. because you like that place. Um, well, he told me I needed to hide from dude, so I'm not <laughs> taking any chances. So uh, we've, we've got Jules standing there, uh, prying her fingers into the cracks of these pods. Oh, no, no, I'm changing the polarity, so it's positive, positive, so it'll Right, because that's how that all works. And so she's doing this stuff. <laughs> Basically trying to pry it apart with her hands. I got books that can help. Um, when Deathlock notices that there is a spark of light that is appearing behind Jewel and that it's starting to make some sort of flow of energy, a flux of energy that's starting to spiral out larger and larger against the back wall of the room. Um, Jewel, there's something going on behind you. Shit! Check your sex. Check your sex. Yeah. I I jump out of the way and check what was behind me. Okay, so you do a, a quick tuck and roll. Give me a quick roll for that. Ten. Okay, so... Uh, as you hear Deathlock communicating with you via y'all's, I'm assuming y'all have electronic uh, earbuds or whatever. Yeah. You can tell um, Jules' case shield. As you hear him communicate to you that there's something forming behind you, you start to try and move and uh, do like a spinning launch back maneuver. But as you do, a burst of energy emanates from the portal, launching you fully back into a wall. Uh, as you slump down, not quite unconscious, you see that there is a large mechanical figure that is starting to approach into the room through this uh, swirl of energy. And as his blue armor starts to shine and glimmer in the lights of the lab, you see him move forward towards the cryopods. And as he looks down at you and says... Only the strong survive. You must become stronger. He reaches forward, putting forth energy onto these pods, and then vanishes just as quickly as he appeared. Does he take the pods? Um, huh. So the pods are gone. 
you're in a room with an unconscious bestial scientist, Deathlock is slapping himself on the forehead yet again, frowning at you, Jewel. Um, down in the depths of Avalon, Magneto and the main branch of the Brotherhood comprised of his son, his daughters, her boyfriend, breach into the lower levels, announcing themselves as the royal family, as you and your new blue furry friend and your very hungry bipolar friend are ready to do battle unwittingly uh, and unknowing of the events that have transpired within the lab and in session. Thank you for listening to another episode of Saturday Night Gaming. Be sure to like, share, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Tumblr, YouTube, and now on iTunes and Google Play.